Let's begin with a prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us the rest of the last night. With your renewed strength, we ask you to give us the reading and reflection of your words for our daily breath this morning, so that we will live today in your love, for your glory, by your Spirit. In the precious name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen. Let's continue to read 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 15. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 15. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of us should give what we have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies a seed to the sower, bread for food, will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. In their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of a surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Amen. In this final section of on giving, particularly the Love Offering Mission Project for the Poor Saints in Jerusalem, Apostle Paul brings out a wealth of a biblical theological rationale to exhort Corinthians for their generous giving. I was going to call today's passage Model Text for Givers or Theology of Giving. For, and then I studied a little farther last night and a little bit more early this morning and realized that this is a more than just giving. This text is, a, is actually about being a people of God more than anything else. Of course, giving is an inseparable being, people of God. And Jesus clearly told us that wherever our treasure is, there is our heart. In other words, wherever our giving is, there is our identity. But today, this morning, I want to highlight the three characters of being a God's people here. Three characters of God's people here. First of all, people of God are cheerful givers. We are cheerful givers. Good giving is a cheerful giving. Look at the verse 7. Each one of you should give what you decided in your heart to give, but not reluctantly 
or under compulsion, under compulsion, but cheerfully because God loves cheerful giver. Why does God love cheerful giver? Because that's who God is. When God gives, He gives with joy and love. He does not give with some kind of expectation of return. In other words, God does not give for Himself, but He gives purely for us and our need. This expression, God loves a cheerful giver, is actually quote from Proverbs 22, 9. The actual passage is, The generous will, uh, will themselves be blessed, for they share their food with the poor. God blesses and happy and generous man. Paul was probably quoting from uh, his memory because uh, he doesn't quote exactly. And this is also Septuagint, the Greek Bible, not a Hebrew Bible. And uh, uh, Proverbs 22 is a chapter about riches and poor, or riches and the poverty, the prosperity and poverty. And it starts like a, a good name is, is, is to be chosen instead of great riches. And grace is better than silver and gold. So we know that Jewish people's understanding of prosperity is far more than financial. It is a spiritual, it is a relational, it is a eternal. But important thing is this, that people of God in the, in the old and the new, they are cheerful givers. They give for love. And second of all, people of God are not only cheerful givers, they are the wisest investors. They are the wisest investors because we invest into people. We invest in something eternal. Look at the verse 9. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor and their righteousness endures forever. Forever. This is another quote from the Psalm 122, 9, which says they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor and their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. By the way, the scattering their gifts to the poor is not like uh, some, it's not a flashing some charities among the poor, like uh, some rap, you know, the rap, you know, stars are doing it in inner city, you know, driving around the fancy car and, you know, tossing some, you know, whatever gifts to the, you know, to the people, uh, their admirers. No. Scaring here means sowing because that's how ancient Middle Eastern people planted the seed. So earlier in verse 6, Paul said, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. And we are the wisest sower or investors because we invest people for their need. You know, I was an econ and business major in college at first. And I think my basic business instinct is still intact because I found the best stock in the world through Christ. I found people are the most worthwhile investment that I can really work for. 
I have some great、uh, misses in investment. I, some of you heard my story. You know, I had a member in the church, my first church, in early 1991, 1992 actually. He was uh, uh, in charge of、uh, testing you know, Macintosh, you know, that、uh, first portable computer, a laptop. And then, you know, back then,、uh, Steve Jobs was not there. And then he told me that、uh, Pastor Paul,、oh, I took my uh, 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 Macintosh to him,、uh, my laptop, PowerBook, whatever they call it. you know, And then he fixed it. And after that, he said, Pastor Paul, Apple, our company is good. And why don't you invest? And inside, I said, why, why in the world that I, I invest in the sinking ship? Steve Jobs left. And you guys are no good anymore. I couldn't easily buy a thousand stocks of uh, uh, Apple back then. And then I don't know, had I bought this, you know, invested it then, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably serve Forest Free. <laughs> We have a lot of、uh, investment, you know, misses in life. But you know what? We still have the greatest investment stock from God's word. That is people. People. They are the best investment we can make. Through them, we have eternal dividends. I'm not kidding when I say that I don't envy any venture capitalist because I am the richest venture capitalist in the world through Christ. People talking about the famous venture capitals like a Vision Fund of Masayoshi Son. Forget about Masayoshi Son. Here comes Paul I. Kim's Vision Fund and、uh, our BIP. They are the best stock or investment. And their eternal dividends are, are just beginning now. Let me go quickly to the third character of God's people. People of God, we lead others to praise God through our giving. That's what Paul is saying here today. Verse 11 Your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people in Jerusalem, but it will result in overflowing many thanksgiving, expression of thanksgiving to you,、uh, thanksgiving to God. Verse 13, Paul said, Others will praise God because of your giving. And then along with that, they will also thank God. These are Jerusalem Christians will really thank God for the gospel of Christ. Which resulted, which, which caused your generosity in sharing their need. So, people of God, through the gospel of Christ, we become thanksgiving to others. Can you imagine other people praise God because of you and me? Seriously, we become a part of the gospel, I mean, people's praise to God. We becoming a part of the gospel of Christ through our joyful giving and generous investment and then, and then humble and dedicated service to the people. We becoming a part of the gospel. You know, in a word, I'm becoming, you and I becoming a fortunes of Christ. You know, people who come to know us, they're lucky people because we have a Christ in us. We are Christ in us. Yes. I mean, you know, I'll just share my secret arrogance and confidence with you. Whoever comes to forest, they are blessed people. We are because 
you and I, we are committed to make our church not just another church in Dallas, not just another successful church. No, we don't care about the successful church. We care about the being a biblical church, the true body of Christ. That's what we are committed to. So whoever decides to join us, in my secret part of a heart, I said, you are blessed because I have nothing but love of Christ for you and I want to share my obedience to Christ with you. Dear brothers and sisters, through all this, we cannot brag on ourselves, but only God and His love. Because verse 15, the last verse of today's chapter, Paul said, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Through the indescribable gift of God, Jesus Christ, you and I, we become another small, indispensable gift to others. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and want to praise you forever for your indescribable gift, gift of your only Son. You are the first and ultimate cheerful giver. You gave yourself to us. You sold your love and heart generously in the barren soil of our heart. And it is our prayer that you reap your glory richly from each and every one of us. May your indescribable gift convert each one of us into another cheerful giver so that when others receive our gift, they will praise you and they will see power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Take our life and take our today and let it be consecrated to the holy precious name of Jesus. We pray.